0: today on Laura Lynn and Friends.
1: And her, what she kept saying to him is, I want to have a family like my mom and dad had. And so he started being everything for that. He became a father figure to her son. He kept promising that we're going to buy a house. It's going to be in the country. It's going to be by a creek. Uh, he started giving her all those things. He told her that he would take care of everything. And then eventually the grooming and, and, and stops. And then, and then that's where the coercion comes in. Okay, you know what, this has started costing me too much money, your son costing me in diapers and food, and like, I can't do this, you're gonna have to help.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the beginning of the last days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler-Thompson, and it is so good to be with you. Um, we are going to be dealing with this very important topic of sex trafficking that is going on in our nation. And um, I thought about an interesting book in the Bible, Hosea, where God told Hosea to go and to marry a harlot. <laughs> and what God was trying to show through that was how much he loved fallen man, how much he loved the brokenness, um, maybe not loving the brokenness, but loving us in our broken state. So in the Bible, it might surprise you that God actually asked a prophet to go and to marry a harlot to literally demonstrate God's repeated, relentless redemption in our lives. So we have a very brutal world with a lot of things happening, a lot of families affected, and we have an incredible guest today, Linda Harlos, and I'm gonna bring her on in a moment, but many of you have probably seen that movie, The Sound of Freedom, that recently came out. I wanna show you a brief clip of that before we go forward.
1: It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's gonna pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time to a child five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. How long you been doing this? Four years now. How many pedophiles have you got? 288. How many kids you found? You don't
0: care.
1: Te lo prometo. For homeland security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Which means she'll disappear for good. Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What we do? You quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. At this moment, she could be a block down the road, or she could be at Moscow, Bangkok, L.A. She's a major operator. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. Not the army, not the police, not us. What if this was your daughter? There's no marine unit coming. You're on your own. This job tears you to pieces, and this is my one chest. Put those pieces back together when God tells you what to do. You cannot hesitate.
0: Wow, and you know what? That is. The, the final truth and the message. When God tells you what to do, you do not hesitate. And there are people that are now doing the work of bringing knowledge, wisdom, and fighting sex trafficking in our world. And one of those incredible people is Linda Harlow. Linda is a sex trafficking and abuse prevention educator for parents and professionals who are in contact with children between the ages of 2 and 25. 2. She's also a keynote speaker, author, and family coach and hosts a parenting talk show Uh, She's a mother of a sex-trafficked survivor. She endeavors to turn their pain into purpose globally in the hopes of preventing victimization. In doing so, she works with many organizations, including several victim services across Canada, Covenant House, Courage for Freedom, and many, many more. Linda, thank you very, very much for um, being with us today, and thank you for helping us to understand this. For a lot of people, Linda... Um, they don't see sex trafficking in our world. You know what I mean? They they just live in the house. They have a job. They drive to work. They get their latte on the way. They stop at traffic lights, but they don't actually understand that there is an entire underworld that is now being exposed through things like finding out about Jeffrey Epstein uh, and his island of, of shame, you know, that is coming out more and more. And, and also just watching in the States, Hunter Biden, um, People are making comments that even in the United States, that there is a huge, you know, multi-billion dollar sex trafficking ring and organization actually being funded indirectly or directly through government initiatives. Absolutely shocking. So we're happy that you're here. We know this is a very personal issue. We'd love to hear like how you got involved in this, why you think it's important and how, you know, how personal it's been for you.
1: Thank you, first of all, Laura Lynn, for having me. I can tell you I have honored and respected you for quite some time now. Um, And I'm very, very honored that uh, you're ready and willing to talk about this difficult Mm -hmm. subject because there's not a lot of people who are, especially in the faith world. Wow. Um, I can tell you that. um, Why? Because it has the word sex in it.
0: That's so crazy, isn't it? I know the, the
1: Christian world sometimes can't bring up these tough issues. Right. And you you tackle the tough issues and you tackle gender issues and and you're very transparent in who you are, the mistakes you've made. And I truly believe that that is a gift from God, because transparency is what will heal us and will allow other people to understand that stuff just happens sometimes from our own mistakes, sometimes from other people's mistakes. But as God's children, if we can't step in and be there for each other and be as transparent in all of the stuff we've had to go through, then there's no reason for even being here. Um, so I, I, I applaud you in your transparency and everything that you've gone through. Thank you. And that's, really, that's honestly what I'm trying to do as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to reach the churches. I do have a group of women who are working with me trying to get um, a curriculum going that we can get into churches uh, and talk to to them about this about not only sex trafficking, but pornography, online safety, um and even the occult and how the occult is actually affecting uh, the sex trafficking world and how families are are getting involved in this. It's not just uh, a, an offset anymore. It's like affecting the whole family. Now, in our story, and uh, honestly, I'm very grateful that we have a happy ending, and I know so many people who don't, so I'm not minimizing those stories. Um, But our story is one where, very much like you said, what the problem was is our lack of knowledge. And if, you know, Proverbs talks about that a lot, Uh, Hosea talked about it, you just read it. Um, And knowledge is power. And unfortunately, I just assumed, I I was a daughter of the king, I was, You know, I was a a faith based mom, a community based mom. We, I I was a stay at home mom. I I did everything I could to protect my family from things that externally might hurt my family. And it didn't seem to matter what I did. Evil will try to rule and it did its very best to ruin our family. And I'm very grateful that it didn't ruin us. But my daughter ended up getting, Try to sum this up very, very quickly. My daughter ended up getting gang raped at a party that she wasn't supposed to be at. We thought she was at a sleepover because she was somewhere where she knew she shouldn't be. She thought she deserved this. Uh, She ended up getting drugged, um, raped by multiple people. She didn't tell us anything about it until she couldn't hide the pregnancy anymore. Uh, The pregnancy became a huge issue for her and she wasn't sure what to do about it when it finally came to light we went to the church pastor we got some counseling we talked about it we decided what to do and we just simply said okay so the choice is yours what you do Uh, we can't force anything on you here's our belief which she knew because she grew up with uh, and she had been experiencing some things with some of her friends and them going through abortions and so on and so forth and she had decided personally herself before she'd even talked to me about her pregnancy that she was not going to abort this This was after taking a trip to an abortion clinic and seeing um, some stories there. And she came home and said, so what else can I do, mom? Um, So we talked about adoption. We talked about her keeping it. Anyway, long story short, most of her friends um, kind of alienated her because they thought that she was making up the story of the rape in order to cover up a pregnancy so she was called all kinds of names at school and she had she had things on her locker um feeling very isolated Uh, we didn't know any of this we knew about the pregnancy we were here to help her and support her on that end of it we didn't know what was happening in her social life uh in in youth there didn't seem to be any discrepancies but uh, but the external life was causing her to be extremely vulnerable and we missed it we didn't see it uh and then Along comes this guy, and he meets her on social media. He promises he's going to be there. He's going to help her. He's going to try to be a father figure to her. They're going to do whatever they can to build a life together. He found out all her hopes and dreams. Uh, and he eventually, over a long period of time, and my book goes into that and talks a little bit about how long this actually took. I don't think he was a professional at this at the time. I'm still not sure he is a professional. I think. So. Uh, My daughter might have been his first and only because I think it was a little tough on him. But he was encouraged to do this and encouraged to try to sell her for sex. He coerced her. He manipulated her. He threatened her son. Uh, He eventually isolated her from the family, got her to move out. Um, And when he did that, very shortly after he convinced her to do that, that's when he started trying. So it only took about three and a half months of this where she finally went wait a minute, I don't need to do this. I can call my family and they will come and pick me up. And uh, so one night she home from being uh, at one of her jobs, um, she ended up getting her partner cause he was her living partner, um, drunk so bad that he passed out. She packed up a bag and she called me. And when she called me, she said, mom, come pick me up. No questions asked, okay? I said, okay. So I picked her up. We, we saw some red flags. The red flags we saw, we assumed was abuse. Neither my husband nor I came from abusive um, families nor abusive relationships. We are each other's own, one and only. So we've never struggled with that, but we knew the world was struggling with it. Um, and so we assume that's what it was because of our lack of knowledge. And uh, sh- it took her almost um, over eight years, almost nine years to tell us what happened. And the reason it took her that long to tell us is because she didn't know what happened. She thought she had let her morals slip and that she somehow had said yes, and that this was her fault. And one day while she was volunteering with an organization here locally, she was sitting there speaking to one of the police officers that were also volunteering. And through that coffee conversation, she ended up finding out that actually what happened to her, she'd been sex trafficked. She had been domestic sex trafficked. So as much as I love the sound of music, and as much as I am so sound of freedom, no. sound of freedom. Sorry, yeah. not sound of <laughs> um, similar. And I, I and I truly like Tim is is one of my heroes. Um, and that organization and all they do is phenomenal. And regardless of uh, any of the political stuff that's going on, you know, everything that's doing good is going to get bad press. I am so impressed with what they're doing. They're dealing with international sex trafficking. They're dealing actually with international human trafficking is what they're dealing with. What we dealt with was domestic sex trafficking. And those two look completely different. And I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what the differences are. International trafficking, human trafficking is where typically they are taken from their location and they're in a, a different location and they are sold either for labor or sex. Um, domestic sex trafficking, there's no movement needed at all. Most of the time they know their trafficker in some way, shape or form. Um, even if they've somehow integrated themselves into their life, intending to traffic them, there's a bit of a relationship there that's happened before the trafficking even happens. They've become their hero. They've, they've told them all these things that are going to happen. And it looks like a regular relationship. And it's very hard to detect that it's anything other than that, because they know how to do this and do this very professionally. So domestic sex trafficking, there's zero movement. My daughter literally was trafficked out of her own home with her partner. And she was trafficked all the way across our province um, for three and a half months, literally would get in a car at night and literally go all the way from one end of the province to the other end of the province uh, within a day or two. Uh, come home and be able to spend some time with your son and then back out at it again. Uh, So that's the difference between international and domestic, and they're both horrific, and they both need to be addressed. And that's why uh, Sound of Freedom is so important, because it is one of the forms of trafficking that's happening. And I'm so glad that they're bringing that topic. That movie has brought this topic back up to the table again, very much like the movie Taken did years ago and i'm ready and willing to talk about this topic either way internationally or domestically i don't care our kids need to stop being hurt Uh, and that movie is everything in its power to make that happen and i'm in my own little corner of my world trying to make it happen so that parents understand that all evil can reach our families it doesn't matter what faith you are it doesn't matter what demographic you are it doesn't matter what race you are it doesn't matter what political affiliation you're with Evil can reach you. And the only way it's not going to reach you is if you are educated and take your head out of the sand and realize that you're not above or below any of these things, they can happen to you. And the only way you can protect your kids is by knowledge.
0: And and what your story, I think, just so powerfully um, shows us is that this can happen to just a regular family, like you and your husband you love each other, you have a good home, you're not abusive to one another, like you don't even understand that cycle, basically, because unless you really investigate it, because you just have this wonderful home, but a daughter ends up, as many teenagers do, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, and one thing leads to another, and it opens another door, and all of a sudden, you're your family is being directly impacted because from what I understand, these sex traffickers, um, so your daughter was, uh, she, she was approached online, but these guys, they try to befriend people as well at malls,
1: at yes.
0: centers where kids hang out.
1: Right. And actually, honestly, he ended up connect- connecting with her online after he had met her at the smoking area at the school. Okay. And so because she had met him personally mm. amongst other people, she assumed he was a safe person. So, you know, we do our due diligence as 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 parents, right? Trying to teach our kids stranger danger, which honestly is one of the dumbest things we've ever done, because honestly, this is what happens. They don't, they're not strangers. They become friends, allies. Um, they become partners. They become the the person who protects them against bullies. They, they are in those lives and they find out what that, the vulnerability is of that person and they uh, become what that person needs in order for them to now trust them. Uh, and so the, one, the three things that we really missed as parents, and I really hope, uh, and my workshops are, are all based around this, because the three things we missed, if we hadn't missed these, my daughter may not have been trafficked. And the three things we missed was the fact of what sex domestic sex trafficking really looks like. So in North America and, and around the world, their their own domestic sex trafficking looks very similar. Um, I can't speak to it in a professional level, but on a professional level, I can for North America. It definitely looks like boyfriends. It looks like somebody who's who's a, a mother figure to them. It. I mean, her third party person was a female and she was babysitting mm. my grandson. Um, so you you just never know about that kind of stuff. So it's the knowledge of understanding what domestic sex trafficking actually is, then understanding the vulnerabilities, because the trafficker, that's what they're doing. They spend their whole time finding out what that person is missing in their life, what they're vulnerable in, and they will zero in on that. So if we don't take the time as parents, if we don't understand really what's going on in our child's life, we knew she was pregnant. We knew she was struggling with that. We were there to help her. We did not know what was happening in school. We did not know that they were ostracizing her and isolating her and making her feel like like what you said, a harlot, um, and that it was an an excuse for being pregnant. So the vulnerability, we missed a big part of of what was really making her vulnerable. And the last thing we missed was teaching her proper consent. So we had taught her, you know, say yes or say no. But there's four parts to consent, and we missed some of them. And the biggest thing is, is if somebody has convinced them that they said yes, They've manipulated them, they've coerced them, or they've used power or authority over them to convince them to say yes. The victim feels they said yes, and sometimes they feel like they've got no way of backing out of it. And they feel like, well, I said yes. How can I say no now? And then they, you know, when they start using um, the brain, power that they have. Um, and they, and they start realizing, Hey, wait a minute, I have a right to change my mind. That's when the threats will start happening and, and, and deeper coercion. And I mean, he threatened my grandson and, and that's really what convinced her to really say, Oh, okay. And she just thought if she went and talked to this third party person, that just by talking to her, it would appease him and she'd be able to somehow wangle out of whatever it was he was suggesting. And so it became a three and a half month, um, hell for her, um, where this just happened on like several times in a a day until one day she just went, I, I don't have to do this. And that is, you know, when we struggled with Samantha, when she was a teenager, for a lot of different reasons, all teenagers go through stuff. And the one thing I want parents to understand right now is that you cannot You cannot believe the lie that what's happening to your children is a typical hormonal rebellion teenager thing because yes that is part of the scenario of what's happening to them but you have to dig deeper you have to find out why are they being rebellious why you know is it just that time of the month for them are they just being hormonal um but you need to be digging a lot deeper than what we do um and that takes time and right now time is our biggest commodity and we all struggle with it but i can promise you the trafficker is doing it So if they're going to take the time to do it, we better do it. If we honestly want to sit here and say, our children matter, then our children better matter. Everything else has to be put aside and our children better matter. Our children have to be our number one priority. So at one point in time in life, when I was struggling with Samantha and her hormonal rebellious stage, whatever you want to call it, uh, and thinking that's all it was, I go for a walk every day. And in my prayer time with God, I said, God, I just don't know what to do. Um, Like, Okay, you know what? I, 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 she's yours. Like I, I can't figure out how to help her. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I said, you know what? I, sh- whatever, you can take her. And he, he went, Wh- whatever. And I went, well, what do you mean, whatever? And he goes, well, so whatever it takes. Are you okay to do with whatever it takes to to really help her? Whoa, that's a huge question for a parent to. So I'm in my head, I'm thinking, okay, the worst case scenario, what's the worst case scenario, right? Worst case scenario is I become a single mom and I got to deal with this all by myself. Worst case scenario is she dies. Worst case scenario, right? Never thought, never thought in a million years she would get raped, she'd become pregnant and that she would be trafficked. Um, But I did, I gave her over to God. Um, And I think that's the only reason why after three and a half months she called back is because God just did whatever he does in his way that he does it. And went, you know, call home. You need to call home. So um, that's so my I'm thinking,
0: That's amazing, amazing. And oh, I, you know, you tell it very matter of fact. And you know, you're just <laughs> to have actually gone through that. You and your husband. I would say you went to hell and back.
1: We did, and we did it. Um, we didn't know so much about this. Like I said, it was right till
0: later. It. Oh.
1: So in a way that was a, a as well a, a godsend. Yeah, yes, it was a godsend. But you
0: didn't know exactly how how dangerous this while, was
1: while she was going through it. Um, oh. And I, again, I go back to that testimony of just saying, God, she's she's yours. Like, mm. um, and just having, and I and I truly believe by giving her over to Him, mm. that He protected her enough. That even though her free will kind of stepped in and, and evil stepped in and all of those things that make evil happen in our lives, I, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't last. And my daughter, God bless her, um, she has said to me, I don't know how many times since all of this because we've had a lot of conversations about this. We've spoken together about this. She worked in, in the field for a year and a half on this. Um, uh, what we have. Under, what she has understood actually even more than me, and she has said it to me. She says, you know, God says he won't put you through anything that you can't handle. And I truly believe for whatever reason, I needed to be in a position where I was ready and willing to give it all to God. And that's where I was when I gave her to him. So um, I don't know how he worked it, and i and i don't blame him for this happening to her so please understand that part this is not a blaming thing it's just evil happens in the world god knows um what's going to happen and he provides what we're going to need when we're going to need it uh to to make it work out the best for us um uh, if we're ready and well and that's and she i was in a very awkward way uh and she and she was and we both now um are grateful that we came outside of the other side of this journey uh, the way that we did and that we can talk about it and that we can help other people with it. Um, and it has made our whole family strong. We don't talk about it during family get togethers. We get together usually monthly. We don't talk about it. It's off the table. Um, they don't want to hear about it because we had this guy in our home for six months. so. My family does not want to talk about this because most of them just want to go out and, and create bodily harm. And they know that that's not the answer. So we just don't talk about it on that <laughs> level. But my daughter, my daughter and I do on, on a lot of bases, we talk, we talk about it. And I'm so impressed with her tenacity and her. she has a heart for people. Yeah, I'm, we, we have a happy ending. I my heart breaks. Thank God. So
0: I'm thinking about a mom and dad at home right now who are kind of resonating with going through a difficult season with their daughter and some weird stuffs beginning to happen, and they don't. They're not certain or sure of the people she's hanging out with, and something seems a little off. Um, so what are the signs that someone needs to, now that you've been through it and you didn't know what you didn't know then, but you got real educated in how this all happened, what what should a parent be looking for?
1: There's a lot of red flags and I talk about those all in my workshops, um, but uh, I'm going to give you the highlights of the most important ones. If you If your child suddenly feels like they're disassociating themselves from you, um, so their lifestyles slightly different, right? They they don't want to attend family game nights, or they're isolating themselves from from what you typically do as a family. Um, we have, you know, at dinner times we we. It's family dinner here and we'd, we'd tuck our phones away. My daughter struggled with putting her phone away. She, she needed to have her handy and close. Uh, if their hairstyle changes a lot or their, or their fashion changes, um, they do their nails a lot, they suddenly are buying a bunch of stuff that they can't afford. Um, and again, that wasn't my daughter's scenario, but that is definitely one of the huge red flags that happen um, in, in most cases. Uh, if if for some reason um, their identification isn't is missing, um, traffickers will typically do whatever they can to try to get the, them to give their ID, passports, uh, birth certificate, driver's license, that kind of stuff, um, because they don't want them fleeing and or they don't want them going to get medical help uh, without them being present. Um, if they're uh, j- if they're if their partner is doing everything they can to try to isolate them. Um, or, or lie to them in my daughter's case, there was a lot of you know what? your parents are really ticked with you because you got pregnant and you know they won't tell you this, but they would prefer you just to leave. You're causing too many problems in the home, um, anything that will cause dissension. and so then the attitude of your children starts to change towards you and it's usually subtle and it's soft and it's, and, and it builds. Um, so it's something that's really hard to detect at first. But eventually one day you'll wake up and you'll go, wait a minute, this is so different than than who I knew before. Why is she pulling away so much? And again, a big part of that could just be teenagers um, because teenagers will, right? There's trying to figure out who they are, uh, what their purpose is in the world, uh, where do they fit in? Um, so some of this might just be that, um, but that's where those hard conversations have to be. You have to have them and you have to start talking to them about, yeah is anybody saying any of these things to you what's going on in your life and you have to do that in such a way and and only you can figure out the best way to do with your, that with your kids so my workshop i go through a bunch of different potential things that you could do with your kids and talk and ways you can talk with them or or having games with them or things that you can just you know i give them lots of different tips of ways to start those conversations um but in all honesty you know your child better than anyone and so you have to decide the best way to sit down and have those hard conversations but you have to have them You can't shy away from the word of sex, relationship or intercourse or pornography or you just can't shy away from those words. And you've got to start talking about that with your kids. And the last thing is, is you need to understand that as a parent, your kids are going to screw up. We screwed up. We made a lot of mistakes. um, We were not perfect. And I remember always the, the number one thing that always was I felt like I couldn't go to my parents because I was afraid I was going to disappoint them. Our kids are going to disappoint us and we need to understand that as parents our kids are going to disappoint us they're going to do stuff we told them not to do but if they feel they can't come and talk to you they're going to find somebody they can talk to and chances are it's going to be a trafficker so you have to come to the table in a conversational way where you are telling them, so you should, you know, you may have posted a nude or you may have done something you shouldn't have, or you may be having conversations with somebody, maybe you actually had sex with somebody, you know, whatever that is with your child, and you need to come to the table without judgment or condemnation. And if you don't do that, somebody else will. And if somebody else will accept them for who they are and the mistakes they've made, and we come to the table with judgments and criticism, and who do you think they're going to talk to? Right. We, we need to be their safe place. Nobody else. Yes. We, we need to be the person that will love them unconditionally.
0: You know, um, I remember, you're just reminding me of a story in a different realm, but um, a mother who said her, her child was doing drugs and she knew it. And she was an African American mom from one of those, you know, ghetto areas that we've seen. And how she rescued her son was that she just knew she was just gonna pray over him. And every time he came home and he was high and he was a mess, she just loved on him. She prayed over his bed when he wasn't there. She prayed over him when he was passed out from being on crack or whatever. And she just decided that she was gonna be like the love of God, the unrelenting love of God to him. And she wasn't gonna get bitter and angry and fearful and put all of that on him. And that was her strategy. Now, I know other parents um, who they had to show them tough love, you know, and they kick them out and they let them hit their bottom and all of that. So I guess with our kids, um, we do have to, uh, you know, hear from the Lord on specific strategies. But I hear that I hear what you're saying. And it's so important that your your child, she needed to know you're the safe place, not this other guy who's who's you know, honing in and that piece about I think we should all tell our kids if anybody's ever asking for your passport or your ID, um, you need to figure out like, why would somebody be asking that? Right? I mean, that's a pretty important thing. Um, and, and very, they would specific. not. Be,
1: yeah, they would not be asking for that, though, unless she was probably already on the verge of being trafficked,
0: right? Very so, close to yeah. the end. Yeah.
1: Very close. to The end. The grooming part is where they're promising this person all the things that they hope and dream for. So in my yeah. daughter's case, she wanted, she didn't want to be a single mom. She wanted to have a house on a creek somewhere. She wanted to have a large family. Um, and her, what she kept saying to him is, I want to have a family like my mom and dad had. And so he started being everything for that he became a father figure to her son. He kept promising that we're going to buy a house. It's going to be in the country. It's going to be by a Creek. Uh, he started giving her all those things. He told her that he would take care of everything. And then eventually the grooming and and, and stops. And then, and then that's where the coercion comes in. Okay. You know what? This has started costing me too much money. Your son costing me diapers and food. And like, I can't do this. You're going to have to help so uh it it becomes like there's there's five stages Mm. to domestic sex trafficking and we need to understand that in order to protect them from the final one of actually being trafficked is to understand those other stages and and pay attention to what's actually going on Mm. and so i mean and there's i can i can promise you i'm i'm changing up my presentation uh, almost every month, a little bit by little bit by little bit, because I'm always educating myself because the traffickers always educate themselves. They're learning what we're learning and then they're working around it. So we are constantly having to be diligent with uh, different ways that they're learning to actually lower our kids. So mm. it's, it's, it's a never ending, never ending fight.
0: I love this picture seeing you and your husband uh, you know um, now united in turning this mess into the message that you are now delivering, uh, to the world. And, and so you're in Ontario, right? From what I understand. So can someone in British Columbia
1: sign up for your course and get some help? Absolutely. It's actually global. So I have okay. on my website, they can actually log in. It's through Eventbrite. Um, or they can connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook, and I will send them the link through Zoom. It's a monthly course. I do different times of, of different days of the week, so that even if it's over in Europe or wherever, their time zone, hopefully uh, throughout the year, they can, they can at least connect to one. Um, that's absolutely free. Uh, and then I actually uh, speak on diff- different platforms all over the world. So um, but as far as educating themselves, and then my website is loaded with stuff where they can self teach themselves. I have all kinds of videos on there um, of, of things that I talk about in my presentation, in my workshop. And then there's tons of resources on there so that once I've taken my workshop, if they think somehow something's happening, then I send them on to the experts who can actually help them beyond just the, the beginning knowledge. My lane is just making sure people are aware that this is out there, it can affect families, it can affect you.
0: Wow. I absolutely love it. I'm so grateful. And uh, you're, you're a friend and you know, my good friends, uh, Pastor Mike and Jackie. Um, and these are people that are salt of the earth to me. And so when they recommended the work that you were doing and what an important topic this is right now, this is happening in every city. Uh, we have a port city. So apparently downtown Vancouver, we have a very bad problem and it's also coming up our borders. So, Uh, We have to be aware. We have to protect our kids. This is invaluable, and I hope that a lot of people will get a hold of you. Uh, ParentsWithPurpose.ca, parentsWithPurpose.ca, everyone. If you think that this would be a very valuable course and you need some help right now with what's going on in your family, I hope you'll get a hold of Linda. Thank you, Linda, for your time and for what you're contributing and um, taking this very personal story in your family and helping others at a very critical hour. I'm, I'm just so grateful for you.
1: I'm grateful for you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I we'll see you, you again.
1: People. Absolutely. I hope so. I hope mm-hmm. so. My daughter lives in BC, so maybe I'll come and see you.
0: Okay. If you're here, let's get together. That would be wonderful. Yeah. We've wonderful. got friends here too that you know. We <laughs> do. Okay. We do. All right. <laughs> Blessings. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Absolutely wonderful. Good information. And I just have a feeling that, you know, nothing, uh, God doesn't waste any of our broadcasts because... Maybe you're sensing that something's up. Your daughter's not acting right. She's been distant. She's some of these things that Linda was just describing. And this is very apropos. This is the right season at the right time for you to be heeding this very important word. And so make sure uh, parentswithpurpose.ca make sure you get there. Okay. Our website is laurelin.tv. Thank you very much for your support. Uh, of, of our work here we appreciate you we love you if you can give a little or or a lot that's okay We'll we'll take a lot we'll just do that but um we just appreciate if you're here and if you can't ever give if you would say a prayer for us for the fight and the battle that we're in we are in an epic battle I never saw this coming I would If all of the world and the woke agenda hadn't happened, I would hopefully still have my job uh, in broadcast television, I'd be living the dream, I'd be having fun, lights, camera, action, getting a big paycheck, uh, because that's what I had before I started speaking out because I just couldn't believe what was coming our way. And I'm so grateful, I'm not at all sad that I have um, invested myself in this fight of our lives against all the perversion the sex trafficking uh, you know the gender ideology stuff that has hit our schools I am not upset that that God has asked me and my husband my team um, my family involved in this as well that we would battle for the ages we would battle for our nation I am not upset about that I love it and so, if you can help us, we appreciate it. If you can, please. It it's um, it just means so much. Uh, you can become a, a monthly partner, or you can just you know give give a one time donation. And if you do that through the uh, through the little button that you click there, it says donate now. You can see it kind of right down there on the screen. Um, they send you your tax receipt right away if you make a one time donation. So you just keep your ta- tax receipts. Uh, We are, we are a charitable donation, um, a charitable organization. And so your donations are tax receivable. And that is because our mission statement is to spread the powerful love of God and to bring God's power and the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nation at at every turn. And that's what we do through Marketplace Ministry. Um, We try to affect this nation for good. So if you want to send a donation to our email at Laura Lynn live at protonmail.com. That's fantastic. And if you actually prefer snail mail, we got that covered too. So box 48184 in New Westminster. And we just appreciate you. It, it means the world to us. absolutely. Um, we have a, an incredible event. October 28th. Um, Dr. Lance Wall now is going to be with us. Absolutely love him. So I've been listening to him for a few years now. And I think he's one of my favorites. Like he's one of my favorite people on the planet. And that's because he's so wise. He's smart. He's prophetic. And he's funny. And so this is a great event to bring your kids to. So we've decided that uh, teenagers can come for free. We've got doctors. uh, Dr. Uh, Bridal. Dr. Brian Artis will be there. Dr. William Mackis, we've got Art Lucier. if he's not in jail, uh, he's coming, so I hope he's not in jail, um, he's, he's up, facing 10 years, um, he's, ahead of, he's ahead of his time, like he's been proclaiming for quite some time now what we're up against, and it's all tied in, all of this mess that we're talking about today, it's all tied in, and Arthur Pavlovsky, his son, Nathaniel, you want your teenagers to hear this young man, a young dude, not an old guy, not an old lady like me, but a young guy like himself. And uh, we've asked Josh Alexander, and I believe he's coming. Josh Alexander will also be there. So we want the young people to be able to kind of, you know, be an inspiration and share, you know, their journey so that others will be inspired. Courage inspires courage, doesn't it? You see somebody who's courageous. You want to be just like them. Do you want your teenagers to have that? Get them out. Invest. You know, and you don't even have to. You don't even have to come. You can just send them for free. But I hope that you come with them to enjoy the day, because um, we actually need someone to pay for this conference. <sighs> We're at the one of the most incredible um, conference facilities in all of Canada. <clears throat> you can't get anything better than the Canada Event Center. So. Do that. Also, if you're um, wanting to know about you know, finances and stuff like that, we have our guy, our silver and gold guy, is going to be coming to the conference to explain what's going on in finances. This is a very important topic. And um, everyone I know says you should not be having amounts of money just sitting in the bank. We don't know what banks are doing. We don't know when the dollar crashes. We don't know nothing about nothing because our government is doing a lot of crazy stuff, has gotten us into so much debt, inflation on the rise, you know, these, um, these, uh, you know, what do you call those amounts, JT, There on the, you know, you get a, you're, you know, You have a mortgage, and then you have a rate. What's interest rate? rate? (laughs) It's been a long day. (laughs) The interest rates are going up and up and up. So what you could afford at a you know all-time low rate of two percent or one point five percent. Uh, getting a mortgage. What happens when you have to renew and your mortgage is at six or seven percent? Tough decisions are needing to be made right now. So we have Steve Merrill coming to the conference. He's going to be talking about it. If you've got some money and you'd like to invest, this is who we trust. This guy. Can you just put that back up there, hon? Um, sorry, because I just talk so long, right? And you you get bored, and then you take the but graphic done, down. So okay, sounds like I'm done. And I go on and on and on, <laughs> sort of like our, you know, how we have our talks our personal talks. Um, Sun City, Silver and Gold, Sovereignized at ProtonMail.com. All right. (laughs) Love you. I got through it all, right? Okay. So because we were in Hosea, I just want to close with this. Hosea 14, it says, return Israel to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. And you see, we are like Israel. We are like, um, now I'm not talking about the the bad uh, Jews who are running the world and who are you know uh like you know people sometimes like you know said well the jews are god's chosen people they're like well they're doing so many bad things you know we've got some people yeah we got bad people that are christians we got bad people that are muslims we got bad people that are jews we got bad people that are white people and they are doing all kinds of havoc in the world but we are the spiritual people of God. God said that Israel were his people. He called them. So now in these last days, I'm not a Jew that I know of, although my nose is actually anywho. Um, <clears throat> so in these last days, we have become God's chosen people. We are the spiritual Israel. And so when he says return Israel, we're able to take that transcribe that into what that means to us today return to him your sins have been your downfall and that's exactly what's happening our sins are our downfall in this world (coughs) and sin is always the downfall i mean if we're you know getting caught up in some things that that are not right uh it just leads to more and more disastrous consequences And this whole issue if, you know, we've got these bad people that they want to sex traffic, kids, kids of all ages, very, very young children internationally and domestically. And we've got bad people, they're on the prowl for our children. So we want to let the sins go. Um, This says, return to the Lord, say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. God is ask, actually saying in this scripture, say to him, the Bible is telling us, say to him, what are you to say? Forgive all our sins, receive us graciously. God, would you forgive me for what I've done? Would you take me back into your, your fold graciously? Would you do that? And in verse four, it says, I will heal their waywardness and love them freely. You might be watching right now and you've been wayward. You've walked away down your own path, down your own, you know, doing your own agenda, not listening to God, not paying any attention to what the Bible had to say. You've been wayward. You have become a prodigal and you know you're not living the way that your mom Your dad would want you to live. You've walked away. Maybe you're someone watching this right now and you are being trafficked. Let me tell you, you can get out of this. God will make a way for you to get out of this. You might have to plan. You might have to think very carefully. But the first thing you need to do right now is repent. Ask God to forgive you. Tell him you're sorry. Ask Him to receive you back graciously, because then He will heal your waywardness and love them freely. For my anger has returned away from them. God is going to just remove all discipline. As you say that you're sorry, He's going to help you to get out of whatever situation that you are in. And then in verse seven, it says, people will dwell again in His shade they will flourish like the grain. Literally, we will now be protected rather than being harmed. God bless you. See you next time, everyone. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice.